In every pair of Tecovis boots, you can expect handmade quality, first wear comfort, and timeless Western style. A great pair of Western boots will elevate a casual look or add a refined flair that'll draw both eyes and compliments. Tecovis boots are always made from premium bovine and exotic leathers, and with occasional resoling, they will last a lifetime. The best way to shop for boots is at your local Tecovis store, where you'll be greeted by the smell of fresh leather and a friendly smile. Come on in, grab a cold one, get fitted by a pro, and shop the latest styles. We also offer custom branding and leather stamping if you want to personalize your boots or fine leather goods. As spring makes its way into summer, stay cool in a short-sleeve, moisture-wicking pearl snap or make your own shade with one of their classic straw hats, new in both men's and women's styles. And if you're planning to hit the road, Tecovis's ever-growing lineup of rugged and full-grain leather bags will get you where you're headed in style and are built to last decades. Visit Tecovis.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. And don't go gently, y'all. The only shooting stick with one-handed trigger pull adjustments has a new way to keep you at the top of your game. The Trigger Stick Apex. Built for sturdy support that adapts to unforgiving terrain with easy adjustments to make your big shots. With our Durasteady three-piece carbon leg design and interchangeable rock-solid clamp, nothing tops the Apex. The Trigger Stick Apex, only from Primrose. Welcome, everybody, to the Full Scale Outdoors podcast. Thanks, everybody, for joining me. I appreciate it. Before we get to today's episode, let me bug you a little bit more. I need you guys to keep doing what you've been doing. It's working, and I can't thank you enough. But please share this as much as you can on all your social medias. It's the best way for me to uh, break through that old... uh, social media walls, shadow banning, they want money this, they want money that, but we can do it without all that. I just need your help, and uh, that's that's on you. So when you like and you comment and you share this stuff on, on Facebook, that helps me out immensely. Also, if you have not done so, or maybe you have already, go ahead and rate and review it where possible. You know, it kind of records each episode, so um, go ahead and hit that far right star. Give it five stars, or if you don't think it's worth five stars, give it whatever you want to give it. Uh, but the the ratings and leaving an extra review really help the ag- algorithm. Uh, boy, although now that uh, the big dog, Rogan, is going to be switching over to Spotify... I wonder if I need to change my uh, – can you rate and review on Spotify? I don't even know. Full Scale Altars podcast is on Spotify, just so you know. I'm just thinking out loud because when I follow him over there as far as to listen to him, I don't know that I'm going to go want to go like uh, switch back and forth to different podcast apps on my phone. I'll probably just end up using Spotify, which is probably why Spotify shelled out some giant dollars to get old Rogan over there. But anyways um, – that has nothing to do with anything. So where possible, <laughs> rate and review this podcast. I would greatly, greatly appreciate it. So uh, that's all I got for you today. So on this episode, I had an impromptu um, session a few weeks back. Now I'm finally getting ready to release this one. 
with Patrick Olson, Patrick Patches Olson from the Lone Angler podcast. And I know I've sent a few of you guys over there that way, but if you if you like fishing, uh, go check out the Lone Angler podcast. Uh, you're gonna like it. Patrick's a cool dude. He's got kind of an abstract way of thinking. Um, we really play well off each other. Uh, I have somewhat of a twisted mind myself, and he kind of brings uh, that abstractness, if that's even a word, out in me as well, and uh, it's actually pretty fun. Uh, we had a great time uh, talking about God knows what, a uh, little bit of fishing and uh, a lot of ridiculousness. So I think you're going to enjoy this one. This is a uh, This one will be a good take your mind off of life craziness as we edge ever closer and closer to the shit show that will be the 2020 presidential elections. Um, so yeah, take a break from watching political ads on TV, crank this one up and, uh, sit back and enjoy. This is the full scale outdoors podcast with Patrick patches Olson. Oh, here we go, boys. that sound this is a good one welcome back to the podcast patrick hey buddy what's, what's going up, on dude oh shit dude it's you know it's just another taco thursday and i said thursday well who knows when this is going to come out but all right. Could you be, know what? Speaking you know, of tacos, actually, I usually do release mine on a Thursday, so this is this is appropriate. Okay. All right. Uh, speaking of Thursdays, though, what was that nonsense that you put in our group chat? I want to talk about that real, real quick. Because <laughs> hey, man, you, was, you're missing was, the whole premise. No, of the, of I don't the think. Exercise. No, I don't think I am. So uh, let's let the listeners get caught up to speed here. Um, so I was pooping this morning, and I had a random thought. Because the wife was asking me what I if I'd rather have a uh, white trash hot dish or chili. And I said chili. And so my mind started spinning, like, kind of what goes in chili and, you know, seasonings and whatnot. And uh, I thought of tacos. And then I thought, you know, back to our conversation that we had many moons ago, you, I, and Doug Glimmerveen from the SmackDown Outdoors podcast – uh, what constitutes a sandwich and that whole debate. And I thought, well, in the same realm, a taco is just a chili sandwich. <clears throat> okay, I'm going to stop you right now because <laughs> it must have been a hell of a shit because your mind went <laughs> elsewhere because a taco, I mean, that's that's a, it's, it's a, it's a Mexican dish. It's a... You know, it's got Mexican spices and, and all that stuff. I've never had Mexican chili. What are you talking about? Chili is Italian. Bro. What? M- my I grew up, the church I grew up in, we have a chili cook-off. My church is uh, comprised of, I would say, strong 85% Mexican. Okay. It's a very, chili, at least in my culture... And my upbringing is very Mexican. 
And what How makes is it Italian? It, what what gives it Italians its Mexican don't eat, flavor? You never, you never go to it. They don't have chili on an Italian restaurant. I, I could be wrong in the origin of chili, but I know it's not Mexico. Hold on, I'm going to the Google right now. Oh, the Almighty Truth oh, Machine! Well, Here just, it is. Let's sort of a thousand truths. Here wiki, it comes. Wiki Wikipedia will not steer us wrong. Origin of chili. Well, hold on. Let me log into Wikipedia so I can quickly edit it. One story holds that the dish formerly known as chili con carne came from, say it with me, class, Mexico. El Salvador. Based on Bernal Diaz del Castillo's The True History of the Conquest of New Spain, in which author describes how the remains of luckless conquistadores sacrificed and butchered by the... Well, this got uh, dark. The Aztecs were boiled up with hot peppers. Um, Okay, chili con carne. The chili history, legends, and recipes. What's cooking, America? The only thing certain about the origins of chili is that it did not originate in Mexico. Okay, we already already have controversy. Already. Uh I don't know what this has to do with the outdoors, but we're okay. going. We're, we're just we're going to stick with it. Well, no, uh, hey, some of the finest cuisine that you have, you and I and America has tasted, has come from the outdoors. But let's go. Let let me ask you this question: Why, why have I never, in my small insignificant life on this planet, have ever seen chili? in a taco at a Mexican restaurant. Well, I mean, well, can you even yeah. say that the tacos we get in America are even remotely close to Mexican would, tacos? The, I mean, no, come they're on. probably we, not. We, we probably Americanize not. everything. Right, like pizza in Italy. Off, Let's go yeah, back to Italy. Yeah, pizza yeah. in Italy, it's a street food. Yeah. It's a exactly. cracker. Exactly, the mundo. Right. We, I mean, fries aren't French, you know? I mean, we Americanize everything. It's just what we do here. So this one says, um, first of all, this is in quotes. So, you know, article called San Antonio, an historical and pictorial guide, wrote, this is Charles Ramsdell, Chile, as we know it in the U.S., cannot be found in Mexico today except in a few spots which cater to tourists. If Chile had come from Mexico, it would still be there. For Mexicans, especially those of native ancestry, do not change their culinary customs from one generation or even from one century to another. End quote. You know, that's a quote. I ain't taking that. That doesn't mean anything. That means everything. If there is any doubt about what the Mexicans think about Chile, the, ooh, I, I can't, this is... Oh, are you debunking yourself here? De, this, I can't pronounce this. This is too Mexican for me. So we're going to, this, whatever. Published in 1959, defines chili con carne as, roughly translated, detestable food passing itself off as Mexican sold in the U.S. from Texas to New York. Whoa. Wow. That's pretty. Um, whoa. <laughs> so we've taken... We've taken the unwanted, the unloved, the unappreciative. It, it probably is just as American. I'm I'm am skim reading this, but uh, Southwest America, it might have might have been uh, 
you know, invented some cowboys, whipped together some beans and a little bit of this, a little bit of that. It's probably why it has a little bit of the Mexican flair. You know, you're throwing the chilies in there. You're in the, you know, American Yeah, that, that makes sense. That makes um, sense. So, you know what? I'm, I'm I digress. Let's just go with that. But yeah, I, I will digress. say this. I will bring it back to the outdoors and saying one of the greatest ways to use up your ground wild game, whether it's venison, bear, or goose, as uh we're recording this the Thursday before the Minnesota goose opener. Great way to use up that meat. You put that in a in a chili. You make that your protein part of the chili. Oh man, all the 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 acids of the tomatoes and the peppers oh. will break down that meat, and it'll be amazing. So I'll take it easy. Go. <clears throat> Take it easy, man. I haven't what? eaten supper well, yet. Man, I haven't. I eaten haven't supper. either, bro. And in fact, you want to know? You want to know something? I'm having chili tonight. Ooh, damn! I'm you, having you know an what? authentic Mexican dish. Here's the deal with with you know the outdoor. As a guy who doesn't hunt, Weird. um, yeah, it is a little strange. I, I spend most of my time fishing. Um, the 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 soft taco shell or the hard taco shell. Anything in the fridge that's left over is fair game to become a taco. Pretty pretty close, yeah. So what's the difference between a, a soft-shell taco and a burrito other than the way you fold it? That's it. <laughs> well, there you go. Try stirring the pot, and he damn agrees with me. The one time you've ever agreed with me. Well, there's nothing to argue there. would be like, well, me. here's a plain piece of paper. But here's a paper airplane. You remember how hard you came at yeah, me when same. I kept that sheephead? Do you remember that? Oh, dude. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but that was all in good fun. That was, I think I have those screenshots saved because that that spiraled out of control very, very fast, but in a good way. I was dying, dude. I was laughing so hard. Oh, God. I don't even remember what I all said, but it was like, I'm like, really? Really? You're going to do blah, blah, blah. I don't even remember what I used as my defense at the time. But you're you're going to do that, and then you're going to criticize me for, I think I went, you know, no, actually, do remember. You know what I did? I, I made it analogous to big game hunting in Africa. <laughs> did you? Yes, I had to give the lowly sheephead. If you don't give an animal worth value, it oh yeah, will that's right. Not be treated with value, and therefore it will be a throwaway fish. And we already are struggling in this country, in this culture, against the nomenclature of rough fish. And right. and they are a noble fish. They may not be the most aesthetic fish, but they are a noble yeah. fish, a willing biter, and their table fare, in my opinion, exceeds that of the walleye. So it Correct. would be rude of me to not treat them as the top culinary gift that they are. Yeah, and I, I remember I let you like put all that together and use use these big big words. I just pissed and, and, on it. And then I just was like, yeah, you're still a meat hunting meat hunter <laughs> killer. I can't believe you killed it. You know how old those things live, and you just killed it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then there was there were several gifts and memes and all kinds of stuff that just magically appeared and you know maybe someday maybe someday we can publish this screenshot oh, you know the memoirs where, of where we know that uh, 
you know, our our livelihoods will not be at risk. You know, we could put those out there for the world to see because I, I think the world needs to see that and, and appreciate at least from my there again, there's a prime <laughs> example where Doug, he was chirping, and then all of a sudden he just kind of flew over about six feet and hung out on a branch by himself because he's like, I'm just going to let these boys go. It just got quiet. It was like, I don't even know where this is going. What is with the hostility over his sheep head? <laughs> and, and, I think he thought we were actually mad at each other there for a hot second. Oh yeah, it kind of oh, it kind of it kind of reads that way. Oh, like it you totally and I are reads just that way. I better read that enemies. way because that was my intent. Uh, that was that was like that was the voice I was going for. Oh, absolutely! And I the whole time I pictured you just <laughs> lay, laying over the arm of the couch, just barely holding on to your phone, cracking up because that's what I was doing, bro. The guy who like, well, he doesn't play the Grinch, but who who's the dude? Who's the actor? Um, like in the scene, God dang it! Why can't I think? I can't even give a reference to this because I can't think of who he is. But he does that slow grin because he thinks he gets somebody. I think it's like Home Alone too when he's lost in New York or some shit, and he thinks he catches Macaulay Culkin and he gets that grin on his face. And then they cut to the Grinch doing that same grin. You know? Do you are you familiar with that yeah. scene? I don't know um, who that actor is. I don't even know how to begin to search for it. I know it's not Pesci, but that no, it wasn't Pesci. No, it's not one of the it's not one of the criminals. It's like the hotel, the guy who runs the hotel. Oh, I know exactly who you're talking about. He's the guy that played. Um, I guess I could try to IMDb Home Alone. No, too. I know, I know who you're talking about. Um, no, it's Tim. Is it Tim Curry? Oh, oh, you might be right. I think it's Tim Curry. He's the guy that played the original clown in It, in the original Did It. Did he movie. really? Yeah. Why don't I remember that? And he was also in uh, Little Shop of Horrors. Tim Curry. Tim Curry. Little Shop. Little Shop. Yes, you are correct. Yes, you are correct, sir. Well done, my man. points. Well done. Now on he to Double Jeopardy. Concierge. Yeah, that's him for sure. So basically, I was grinning like that. <laughs> the, whole, the whole time, the whole time, uh, I was pretending to be angry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Poor Doug. We love Doug. I Doug do. from SmackDown Outdoors podcast. He's he, he's, awesome. he's the man. He is Ooh, the man. Is there a new season of The Boys out? Yes, September there is. Fourth, not yet, but it will be. September. Oh yeah, 4th. that's right. okay. Tomorrow. Have Have you watched it? I have not watched the first one. I've heard good things. I'm Bro. not a big Amazon Amazon Prime guy because it's. I find it awkwardly. It's very awkward to navigate. I, I think we literally got Amazon Prime just for this. Ah, um, and it's worth it. Oh, it was so good. October the new <clears throat> Mandalorian pops up. I saw that too. Get ready for a whole new swath of Baby Yoda memes. Oh my god. And you know what? I was going to save this for, for my podcast. Just a real quick side note. Please, please, everybody. It's not baby Yoda. It's it's Listen, the child. It's the child. Just but the, Stop. I feel like the child is oversimplified. And you know what? You're not. You. 
as much as you want to, Patrick, you are not stopping the tidal wave. No, you, you are not I a strong can't. enough force. I don't, I don't, I don't no. mean that in a bad way. To, to no, stop, dude, I totally get it. I to totally stop the it. momentum of Baby Yoda. That, and that at is the same what time, it will be known as. In fact, to the who point, am I to take away everybody's fun? Hey, to the point that I saw them advertising like the Mandalorian, the Disney people advertising, promoting the upcoming new season of The Mandalorian and saying more Baby Yoda. So Yeah, I know. Even though we it's, know it's not Yoda because the timeline is not right. So No, the timeline is incorrect. But maybe, maybe we will finally, because um, we don't really know what the species is called, right? Yeah, we don't know what uh, Yoda, the Yoda species is. Right, maybe this season... We find out. Or maybe that's kind of the thing where they never tell us, and it's always a big mystery. And that I am totally cool with that, man. We don't even know the home planet. Like, was Yoda, was that Yoda's home planet, or was that was he in just exile on some swamp planet? Uh, Yoda was Yoda took refuge. So that's not even the, their home the, planet. That's not even his home planet, no. Man. He took refuge in the Dagobah system. <laughs> Such a nerd. Sorry, that's just it's who I am. It's who I am. I'm like a peripheral nerd, or I won't even say nerd because nerds are smart. I'm a dork. That's what I always call myself. People call me a nerd. I'm like, no, 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 no. Nerds get good grades. <laughs> First of all, nerds get good grades. <laughs> they go on to get well-paying jobs. Um, I am a dork. Uh, there's a huge yeah. difference. Uh, I'm into stupid shit like comic books. That was my thing. Like I, I liked I liked Star Wars just fine. I had plenty of Star Wars action figures growing up, but I was more of a, a comic dork. I, I collected well, see, comics. I was just the opposite. I I didn't I didn't collect comics. I read a, a small series uh, of the Hulk because the Hulk is is my jam in the whole Marvel Marvel universe. Um, but uh, I never really got deep into the comics. And as a 46-year-old adult now, I kind of want to get into it. But I, I think I'm too far. It's not a waste of your time. I mean, it's, I think I'm too far gone, man. Oh, I mean, no, to jump not. right in the middle of stuff. Um, well, listen, you know, you want, <laughs> we get, you know, one of these weekends, if forecasted like 30 below zero, we're not going to be able to fish or whatever. You should get ahead of it. Drive on down to my place. We'll have a slumber party. I'll drag out my box of comic books, and uh, you can just start, and I'll just let you go. And, and Are you, you're be, married. You'll you're married, lost. aren't you? I am. Okay, you won't be <laughs> after that. <laughs> well, so where do we go from there? I don't know. Sounds like a win-win to me. We go to Doug's house. <laughs> we go to Doug's house. <laughs> Just we so go to we can make him feel super <laughs> awkward in person, dude. We should we should, you know what? I, I think we should talk after we're done recording because I have an idea. Oh no! Yeah, I think it would be good. It would be fun, but I have an idea. So hey, uh, not to not to like guide your podcast or anything like that. Oh, but go for should, it. You, uh, should we turn? Is... Should we turn back? Let's let's they let's give the listeners. They're just getting ready to go. You know what? To hell with this. But I'm going to say wait. Uh, but wait, there's more. Well, yeah, we're we're coming into fall pretty pretty nicely and pretty quick. Oh yeah. Um. Uh, today, I mean, up here in the old Bermidji area, I mean, we were, we're getting lows in the high thirties. 
I was going to bring that up because, um, and that has a lot of implications for us goose hunters. As I scout my fields, and again, people are going to hear this week. This is going to be old news, but um, I scout my fields. We had good fields lined up. There was birds all over the place. We scouted it last weekend. Gonzo. Like they made some sort of move, whether it was a food move or what. I think it was a food move because there wasn't really any weather. Um, and the crops came out, like the small grain crops came out so early that all these fields are overgrown now. And mm, so I think they move. I think they literally moved on to greener pastures, um, to easier feeding fields. But with the weather coming in this weekend, and even today, it was you know strong northwest winds, twenty to thirty, which isn't really yep. really migration weather because a little too windy for them. But um, the tail end of this Labor Day weekend is prime migration weather nice no north winds dropping temperatures so what yeah what is the forecast up there and bermidji yeah um well let's see let me pull up the old wizard box here and uh have a look see if i can are we gonna get i don't want to trigger you because i've been listening to your podcast the lone angler podcast how would you go how would you go and trigger me because I'm going to jump right to ice fishing. Do you think we're going to have early ice? Because uh, on your podcast, you've been talking about, like, is your mind in ice fishing? And then they're like, no, man, fall fishing is, like, the best, man. I love yeah. it. Let's not hurt. Let's not blow right past fall fishing, bro. And I'm like, yeah, dude, 100%. My mind's, yeah. Dude, listen, 365, at some point in the day, my mind goes to ice fishing. It's just what happens. Yeah, at some point. But you're not one of them dudes that's like August first hits, and it's oh my god, Charge ice fishing! I gotta order the rods. I gotta, yep. I gotta, yeah, I gotta do no, all this, I'm do not, all that. I'm not because and a, then when I'm December not. or January second rolls around, it's well, I can't wait to get that lund out. Well, no, not quite. Uh, okay. Kind of, but not quite. A, I'm not that organized. Uh, I don't get ready for things until the day before, i.e. tomorrow, the day before goose opener, I am finally going to organize my shed, <laughs> get all my hunting shit together, look hey, for my calls, uh, nothing make wrong sure with that, the man. gun's working, <laughs> you know, nothing well, like the very last minute. So, no, hey, that's, that's but not no, here, me. The, the silver lining in that, though, let's not bypass that. The silver, I do the same thing. The silver lining in that, or at least what I've created for myself is, now I know for sure that I got it done. Because right. I just did it six hours ago. <laughs> exactly. If and you were to do that shit six months ago, you're like, I don't know. Did I really do that? And and I think the difference between you and I is that I do hunt. So in the winter, so I have a whole other thing in the fall. While I do love fall fishing, and I will partake in it somewhat, right. I have to share time with hunting. So. And then even Correct. within hunting, I, I'm a big waterfaller, but I also like to bow hunt, although I don't really get into bow hunting until about middle October when pre-rut starts to kick in. Then I start spending a little more time in the stand and yada, yada, yada. But through winter, and you're like, well, January 1st, you're like, well, I got to start getting the boat ready for open water. No, bro. Well, come January 1st, I'm thinking, shit, in two months, early snow goose season starts. Not even in one month, February 1st in right. Arkansas, which I won't be able to do this year um, because the Minnesota made the last tournament in Minnesota made is February 28th. So chances are my snow goose season is going to be relegated to South Dakota this year. Okay. 
Which, I mean, it's bittersweet, but last year I missed the last event of Minnesota Made because I was guiding snow goose hunters in Missouri. And that's the day of that event is one of the worst days of my life. I couldn't stop thinking about that tournament. I missed those guys. Like, before takeoff, I called Giz. And I just wanted to wish everybody – I should have called earlier because I wanted him to put me on, like, speakerphone. I wanted to give a little speech to all the boys. Yeah. You know, be safe. Good luck out there. I miss you guys, blah, blah, blah. But I didn't. He was on his wheeler. He was getting ready to take off, whatever. So I was like, well, you know, so I basically just said the same thing to him. And as I'm talking to him, like, I literally got choked up. I was like, you know what? Wow. I was like, good luck, guys. I really miss being there. Um, You know, just – have a fun safe event and uh, let me know how it goes i am going to hang up now before i start crying <laughs> damn uh yeah and it's deep it it is and it could be because i'm getting old and my body's just producing more estrogen than this testosterone that's what i'm gonna blame it on but really what it's it is chili tacos dude right i need to get <laughs> some i need to get i gotta stop going with the uh you know organic grass-fed beef i gotta go back to the factory farm full of testosterone hormone beef so i can be yeah more you can, you're definitely lacking in synthetic chemicals. yeah i need i need more i need more male hormone for sure um but i think it's a testament to minnesota made just to give them a shot a shout out minnesota made outdoors jake kuchmeister and paul gazzoni they run it they run a great tournament series they've done a fantastic job of we got a collection of teams that it really is like a brotherhood, like your competitors, but we're all friends at the end of the day. I yeah, mean, dude. we, we pre-fish, we scout together. We, you know, we have genuinely have a really good time with these guys. And that's, that's huge. You know, I, I just want to, you know, give them proper credit. This thing that they've created is, uh, it's pretty amazing, and I'm proud to be a part of it. With that said, and by the time this airs, probably will be full, but we are going to have some spots open. If anybody has been thinking about getting into the tournament ice fishing season, here's your chance. Go follow Minnesota Made on Facebook and get a hold of either uh, Giz or Jake and uh, get get a team signed up. So. Yeah, I, I matter of fact, uh, I was listening to uh, SmackDown Outdoors podcast uh, number one fifty four with Squeaks. Yes, Justin Squeaks Lang will not yeah. be a part of us this year. He's taking a year off. I'm yeah, so but he had. I mean, he painted a picture of Minnesota made that was like, like a Thomas Kincaid on the back of a on the front of a birthday card. Man, it was just beautiful. Yeah, it is. He's not wrong. It's great. Yeah, and and uh, dude, I, I love I love Squeaks, dude. He's he's super cool cat. Uh, even he though he sounds like a me, cool cat, he hated me when I first joined the league. Turns out when I did a I did a the one and only podcast I've done so far while fishing, I did with him. We were on the banks of the Rum River, and he came clean. He's like, dude, I have to admit, I hated you. When you first, I was like, <laughs> uh, so I laughed. I'm like, uh, okay, uh, why? You know, I'm like, I don't, I mean, I know I'm a dick, but I'm like, you know, um, you know I'm a fun dick. <laughs> like, I mean, you know, like, I, I tease people, but I don't mean anything by it. You know, I can, you know, I can get, right. I kind of rub people the wrong way. No, he's like, no. He's like, well, first of all, 
you have a beard and I can't grow a beard and that pisses me off. And two, he's wow. like, you, you came in here. I've been in this league for however many years he had said, like two, three years or whatever. You guys came in here and then you proceeded to beat me at every event. <laughs> I was like, uh, sorry. <laughs> Jeez. Gosh, Squeaks. And I, I may have met Squeaks before. I'm not 100% sure. I'm really bad with names and faces. Oh, but, me too. Terrible. But um, it sounds like, you know, he's got a, he. – I'm glad he let go of the beard envy and the jig envy and got to know the real Dale. Well, it was it was really it was really bugging him because he's like you know, he's like then I started I I got to know you, and I was really torn because I started to like you and I didn't want to like you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, uh, that was funny. Uh, yeah, it was you know years ago, many years ago, uh, I I had the idea and I, I was talking to Matt Brewer one time about it, about starting a, a UPL. Division, North Division. Oh, okay. And Matt was like, yeah, that'd be really super cool. And we talked to Matt Johnson. Matt was, mm-hmm. you know, we kind of laid it out. We wanted to do, kind of pay homage to the old school hockey tournament bracket, you know, from when I was a kid. There was one state champion. And it was usually a team from the North that played the team from the South. And they battled it out. Just say it, it was, it was, it was War Road. It was, usually, yeah, it was usually War Road and, Ro- and Roseau versus, uh, you know, Adina and Bloomington Jefferson, something like right, that. Right, yeah, exactly. Okay. And uh, it was all a thumbs up, and then Matt and I started, you know, talking, thinking about what lakes we our, our little circuit would fish, and we'd have this championship in the Brainerd Lakes area, like right in the middle of the state. Well, not to brag or be <laughs> bougie or whatever you want to call it about the Bemidji panfish area, but... It it quickly came to, yeah, you know, there's just, yeah, no, there's just not would, not the would, right bluegill structure up no, here No, I was going to say, you would be disappointed because you'd be so used to catching 10s on the rag, you'd come down here and, and people are like freaking out about a 9 and 9.5 and, and you'd be like, what? But that's what you get down here, so. <laughs> well, and, and some of it, most of it was like, well, I don't know if we want that many people like fishing this body of water where there's these, you know, 10, 11, 11 half inch bluegills, you know. Yeah, um, I need to get one yeah. of those. You know, maybe, okay, let's pick a different one. Nah, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a 10 and a quarter average on that one. I don't know if we really should be having a bunch of people coming be, out here and, and figuring you know it what? out. <laughs> well, not even that, but here, here's the downside of it. And, and we, and they toyed with it last year at Mazaska with having like a release pool where they, you know, mm-hmm. to, to try to release some of these bigger fish. But when they're in your bucket, you catch them first, you know, within the first five, 10 minutes and they're sloshing around in your bucket all day. And uh, those fish aren't going to make it. There's just, no. there's no way. So we, we keep all of our fish off for obvious reasons. Right. And it sucks because most of us are pretty conservation minded. You know, we're pre-fishing or fun fishing or whatever. We let those big dogs go, you know. And right. it, the little tear does fall from my eye when, you know, when we fish clear water and we caught some real nice crappies on that lake and had to clean them up, you know, and I'm like, oof, this sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I do and not I- like cutting into this fish. But so that is that is the downside. You go to one of those lakes that has, you know, great, you know, everybody's going to bring in a couple 10 inches, 10 pluses, 
and then you got to right. put the you got to put the steel to them like that sucks yeah well and i was going to ask you eventually someday but you know with the the whole online tournament thing getting more and more refined as technology gets better and better do you think that will slowly make its way over into our ice panfish leagues maybe i mean you definitely could do it the the you would have to probably do it um even if you weren't if you're going to still keep the size structure or keep the rule structure the way we have it which is seven gills seven crappies and then a bonus fish if you have a full limit um if you're going to still keep that even if you're going to do that or do a more of an MLF style, which would be total total weight, which you could do, it would require the same thing. Each team would have to have a judge. So now you're adding this whole another element to yeah. running this tournament of you got to have this. the scales all need to be. Um, well, uh, instead of what's the what's the word I'm looking for calibrated, you know, so that's all fair. Yeah. And then you catch fish, and they have to weigh it, and then you yeah. have to sign off on it, and then you release fish. Which, you know, I wouldn't be opposed to to doing a mock, doing a mock run, and and see if that works. I mean, if it right. can if it can protect the resource, I'm all about it. And then you're yeah. still, you know, even if you keep the same, you know, structure, it's still going to be your top seven of each species with the bonus fish. You know, it's like you have it all recorded, so you just record those top ones so even if right. it is still that way you know and you don't have to if you know one's not going to measure you just don't even bother putting it on the scale right you right just drop it back in the ice and yeah. continue and, on and, so and getting weight is is you know to me more accurate you know as far as oh for fish. sure i wouldn't you can't um, do you can't i i i would i would i would vehemently argue against length a length one because i know for a fact that there was an event it was up at kegaman pine city where i think we did ourselves my team did ourselves a disservice because we let a super chunky pumpkin seed go because we had a bluegill that was longer by like an eighth of an inch and i'm like right there's no way there that pumpkin seed had to weigh more it was so yeah. thick but it's but oh. pumpkin seeds are shorter Hybrids are shorter, but you know hybrid. You get a hybrid bluegill. Those things are just, they're so thick. Yeah. They get oh, a little bit sure. more of the length of the gill, but they retain that thickness of the pumpkin seed. Like, dude. Yeah. A length a length tournament with panfish just wouldn't wouldn't be right. You, no, the, you have would have to, to go by weight. If you wanted to do length, then you'd have to change the structure to, since you're just recording the length and letting them go, you would have to go with total inches all day. Yeah, and even then, though, yeah, I guess total inches. So then it's just going to come down to who can catch the most. Right. Yeah, exactly. You throw out that, that cap at seven fish, and you throw that out, and then it's just, all right, who can catch the most fish for total length? Which then you're going to run into the same controversy as you do that MLF has bass fishing is that you're going to get somebody who's going to stake claim over a, a community hole and just pound seven inches. And try to well, catch it, and try to catch a hundred of them because it's not going to really benefit you to go pound the super shallows to catch five. Well, nine and, and, that, and, to, and to you know to to get away from that, I, I, you could come up with some sort of minimum length. Yeah, true. Yeah, you can you know, still you do. Could it. do well, I mean, that. we do have a minimum length already. 
even right. the way it's structured now. It's seven inch minimum for bluegills and eight inch minimum for crappies. Yeah. Um, but you still wouldn't really get away from it. I mean, and, and it'd be interesting. It would be interesting. You know, a seven and a half inch bluegill is not a big bluegill. There, no. There's lakes you can catch a literal pile of those things. Oh and, yeah. You know, in those lakes, finding those slightly bigger ones, finding those eight and a half, finding those nines, that's the challenge, you know. Right. And so the way it is now, you bring in seven really good ones. It's it's so much more of a um a skill than than it is just sitting over, like I said, a community hole and pounding seven and a half inches all day. I mean Right. Yeah, I guess your hook and you're if you were to have a, things. I guess the best way to have that where it was catch and release right there at the hole is like you said, you'd have to, um, okay, we can have 10 teams. That means we can only do 10 judges because we only have 10 scales. You know, you'd have to limit the amount of participants. Right. Well, you I, just I would, get uh, enough, or you just get enough volunteer judges. I mean, or pay them, or something. I mean, there's a way to do it. I mean, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's just, you know, can yeah. you do it? You know, and it may, yeah. and maybe it just means a, a new league springs up out of this, and like you said, it's a smaller, more elite series, if you will. And yeah, maybe maybe that's how you do it. I don't know. I don't know what the answer yeah. is. Yeah, but it is it is fun to weigh panfish instead of just measuring them. Um, I uh, recently went out in a rock bass afternoon with a buddy, and uh, I brought my my little scale with me. It goes up to five pounds, and he was super jacked because he was always curious to see what these weigh. And I told him, I said, I've weighed these things before, and it's surprising. And it, sure enough, it happened in the boat. We got one. It was like. I don't know. It was like a like eleven and a half, and it come in at one pound five ounces. Then we Dang. caught one that was like ten, that was one pound six ounces. <laughs> They're so thick, dude. I you know, and it's, and he was like, "Holy shit!" And I was like, "Yeah, man." So just because you know the other one was eleven inches, you know, eleven and a half inches, doesn't mean that it's. Right. It, it's all that big. You know, on our Clearwater event last year, if it wouldn't have been a tournament day, I would have had such a ball catching Rockies through the ice. I, I got on a hole. I don't even remember how many I caught. I mean, for the day, it was a bunch. Mm -hmm. But on this one particular hole, in this one part of the day, seven drops, seven straight, probably Minnesota Master Angler Rockies. Yeah, It was ridiculous. <laughs> It was, it was uh, like, I wanted to be like, this is so awesome. But I was like, I got to move. There's nothing but rock pass in this hole. This is not helping me. Which, <laughs> you know, begs the question of, you know, because rock bass are considered in the pan, panfish family. Sure. You know, add them to, add them to the list, man. Well, we maybe throw a bonus point for a Rocky on there. If that would have been the case, I promise you, we, well, we already won that event, but we would have, it would have been absurd how far ahead we were because i i mean i mean everybody it was kind of a weird thing like pre-fishing and scouting we talked to people some people had caught like a random rock bass here or there but the the day of for whatever reason everybody was catching rockies but that's awesome i guarantee you nobody else had seven drops seven rockies out of one hole like in as many or minutes, in as many like it was like it was crazy or it was like oh my god this is so much fun which you again know. if i'd have just been out there for fun dude i would have sat over that hole for as long as those rock bass came out of it. Like it's, oh, yeah. <laughs> that was so much fun, dude. When you set the hook yeah. on those tubs, you're just like, you're like, oh, 
That's a good oh one. yeah. Well, and each oh, time yeah. I was like hoping it was a big crappie, you know. But then, like, you can just tell the way they fight. You're like, oh, that's a rocky. Oh yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, yeah I you know fishing with crafty like last winter, you know, my enthusiasm for the rock bass is starting to to drift over onto him now. And, nice. Uh, you know, I the biggest one I pulled out of uh, big turtle up here was like 11 and three quarter. And uh, I was freaking out. Prior to that, I caught like a 14 or a 14 and a quarter inch crappie. I was like, oh, that's a nice crappie. And I release nice it. And like, you know, like 10 minutes later, I set the hook. And I was like, dude, dude, this is a giant rock bass. Like, stop everything. Call the action news. Get them out <laughs> here. Get the chopper in here because this thing's a giant. You know, didn't even, <laughs> I didn't have near the enthusiasm as I did for that you know as i did for that rock bass as i did for the the crappie it, yeah. it's weird it's weird um but well, uh, have you have you been doing any research on our lake erie world record quest um yeah you know let's let's turn no i haven't okay. let the darkness come in okay <laughs> so damn yeah. <laughs> i was afraid <laughs> it was like talking to my dad you know <laughs> uh yeah but no we should we like we really because we need to plan this out. I want this to happen, but I want to really maximize our chances. So we need to find out when the best time to go is going to be. Do we want to get like pre-spawners that are full of eggs? That's probably our best bet, right? Oh, a hundred percent. And I, you know what? I'm going to do this. I'll be the guy to call because I I don't care. I'll don't call care every either. bait shop along there and be like, "Hey, man, it, when did the rock bass spawn?" And they're click like, "All right, cool. <laughs> next one." <laughs> Are I you think fucking move, crazy. <laughs> no, I think the move is to hit up some of these big bass guys because they're gonna they're gonna have a bunch of bycatch, right? Of, of Rockies, and they're not gonna care. They'll tell you they know we're going for Rockies and not their secret smallmouth spot. They'll be like, "Oh yeah, well you want to be yeah." Here's, here's the my GPS chip. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> I don't give a shit. Whatever, go catch as many of those as you want. Hell, do yeah. I care? You know? <laughs> yeah, that's how I found some of my big bullheads. Oh, you like bullheads? Yeah. Here you go. Right yeah, here. Well, go right here. Go exactly. right here. I will take a piece of fishing line. I'll put a split shot on the bobber, the bottom of it, and I'll put a bobber on top. You fish exactly in that spot. Yeah. yeah. They don't. Yeah. Nobody cares. Same but thing I, with rock bass. I do want to like get that on the calendar and actually do it. Like make yeah. I make could it real. I could not be more serious. Yeah. I'm. Yeah. Let's start planning this out. Yeah, I'm we need to, 100% for sure. down. The other the other thing I would like to plan with you this winter and I wanted to do it last year but never it just didn't pan out cuz the ice was so shit and everything else. I yeah. really want to do a catch clean cook um burbot. Oh yeah. video. And yeah. I want to try something that I haven't heard anybody try. I think I mentioned it to you before and other people uh listen to this podcast. I'm sure. I'm sure I have mentioned it, but because we call them poor man's lobster, and I really do think you can pull this off. I want to make a poor man's lobster, lobster bisque. I was just going to say bisque. Yeah, that's what I want to try. So, But I mean yeah. full on. So instead of like buying um, like fish stock from the store and using that or seafood mm-hmm. stock, I want to clean the burbot, you know, get the, get the meat out, okay. and then rent, you know, gut them, rinse the cavities out, and then... I want to take the bones and everything, and I want to reduce that to a stock. So we're going to use everything on these pout. 
And then Ooh. that stock I'm going to use as the base for the, the poor man lobster bisque. Yeah. Nice. And then I like we need that. to video this whole thing, and I think it would be awesome. Jesus, makes my bourbon mac and cheese like some <laughs> shit you get at McDonald's. <laughs> well, I bet I that's even, good too, though. I yeah. bet that's really good. The only thing I know about bisque is that it's spelled with a Q-U in there somewhere. Yeah, and that's kind of just a fancy way of spelling it um, because a true bisque came from Biscayne Bay, and they don't spell that with the Q. So uh, in order to have a true bisque, it needs to be made in Biscayne Bay area of the Keys. Okay. Well, damn. But they fancified it. They're like, you know, we throw a Q on there, they'll think this shit is French. Yeah, it was probably the same assholes that invented silent letters. <laughs> like the French. Yeah, like yeah. like physical. Why why don't you just use the F? Yeah. Why do we have why are you making me write a, an additional letter? I mean Pneumonia. Life is hard yeah, <laughs> life is hard enough. <laughs> you know, I mean, there's I reasons wanna, why I, I don't live you, in I Russia. I don't want to really. try to spell everything with consonants. Well yeah. What throw a vowel in there. What the hell, dude? No, that's not no way. That's too that's too bright and inviting. <laughs> that's How do you spell happy. your name? We don't, we don't do happy in Mother yeah. Russia. How do you spell your name? C K K W R R R R R N X R N T R Y. You sound like the like the new dial a model real. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. <laughs> I like my Daiwas. Don't be hating. No, I do too. I do too. You know what? And I've noticed that these last couple of uh, open water seasons, I should say that. But I'll tell you what, man. The quality in the overall price range of reels is like through the roof. Oh, uh, some of them are crazy expensive. But I will say this. No, I'm talking for value. I'm talking like oh. it reminds me of the of the cars like between the difference between mid 80s and early 90s to 2000s and above. Mid 80s, early 90s, a car hit 100,000 miles, you could literally watch your odometer flip to that 100,000 and then watch a piston fly out the hood. Yeah, the whole car just falls apart. It just falls apart. Like a it's cartoon. completely You're sitting there in the seat holding the steering wheel and everything else yeah. is just falling apart. Just complete junk. Just yeah. like reels back then, you bought a tw- uh, $50 reel. Yee. Nowadays, Zepco 33 classic. Nowadays, a $50 reel? Holy shit, man. It's got like seven, oh. eight bearings. They're nice. Yeah. They last a long time. They got a good quality drag. It's it's crazy. Yeah. It's good. But I spend a little more. So oh, I, I do I go, too, man. I go in for the Tatulas, and the Daiwa Tatulas are like butter. They're, they are. I leveled up from not, there, though. They're dude. not cheap, though. But here's the thing. The way the way their brake system is, like if you're learning, like it's training wheels. It's actually kind of almost cheating. Like if you've never cast a bait caster before, don't go with the cheap one. Like honestly, no. save up, get a good one. You'll have less frustration because they you you dial that thing in, and you almost really have to try to backlash it. 
Like, well, yeah, I mean, what is it? Uh, the uh, Shimano, the Corrado DC or whatever. What is that? Like a hundred and fifty bucks. Yeah, the one my my baitcasters are all right in that range, buck fifty. And, but that, that with that digital control, yeah, like, what are you doing? Yeah, <laughs> these some of these guys didn't have to go through the hard work, right? You know. Um, yeah, you're right though. The the Tatula is a is an awesome reel. Oh, I, I leveled up from that one though, man. Really? Yeah, I went into the Kage series. Oh Jesus! Yeah, just a little bit, just a little bit. Uh, super lightweight. I oh, mean, it's so nice. it's a it is a big fan of the uh, Fuego. Yeah, the Daiwa Fuego. Yeah, I mean, for under a hundred bucks, you get a smooth reel and oh. it's sealed with I don't gaskets. even know I don't even know what the model is on the one I have on my panfish rod that I got from Kishler Customs which is my favorite rod and reel combo hands down of anything in my boat and it's a panfish rod but Oh I'm Christ cool. we got to hear about this thing again yeah. Dude, oh it's my awesome. god Hey I'll have you know I caught that <laughs> I caught that freshwater drum on that thing it was awesome Don't don't bring that up it I'm still so bitter but I'm Still telling you, hurts. that die was like fifty bucks. Oh, that, that might be would 40, be that forty-five, whatever it was. And that is thing it like is ten ball Le- bearings, Lexa or something like that? Or I honestly would have to L. go. I'd have to go pull it out of the rod locker and look at it. Well, I, why don't I, you I, just pull it out, there, big boy? I mean, excuse me while I whip this <laughs> whip out. This out. <laughs> <laughs> is it true how you yeah, people I, are? I, I, And to to jump off the Daiwa train onto the Abu Garcia train, uh, the hundred dollar Abu Garcia Revo Ten or Revo X, friggin' love that thing. Yeah, it's another great spinning reel. And their bait casters, I got three of the bait casters and four of the of the spinning reels. Well, and not the shit on the and not the shit on the the president reels because they're good in their own right, but. For the money, I think the Daiwa that I have is like five, maybe ten bucks tops, more expensive. But that that president only has seven ball bearings, and the jump from that to this Daiwa is pff, yeah, in leagues, the, leagues better. Those presidents, I, I get where the attraction is, but man, those things are like holding on to a brick. Yeah, it's heavy. I mean, in the yeah. seven, and it's smooth until you feel what a really smooth reel feels like. Yeah. I mean, you're like, oh, this is pretty smooth. And yeah, and then you pick up that Daiwa and you barely touch the handle and that thing spins for an hour. You know, you're like, dude. Yeah. And it's way yeah. lighter. You know, like, oh, God. This is mm-hmm. just no comparison. Yeah, for sure, man. I, I get it. It's just, it's the stuff that we, that that's new, especially to like new young anglers, the, the quality of equipment at all price points is just astronomical. Oh, I'll, I'll be the old guy. I'll, I'll seriously be like, back in my day, like, <laughs> you don't know how good you kids have it, you know, with your fancy anti-reverse. And, you like, you remember, <laughs> you remember, like, the spinning reels of old where, like, they just they back reeled to reset at the top, like, yeah, there was no instant hook sets. Like, <laughs> you better have a hold of that handle, yeah, son. If you're ha- <laughs> exactly. You have the one hand on the handle at all times, so you could get an instant hook set. And it's like, and then they started getting a little better, but there was always still a little back play, like just like a quarter yeah. inch, eighth of an inch, little, just a little bit. So you'd set the hook and it would go clunk, you know. 
I mean, it still worked, but it wasn't like instant. Now it's like you stop. Wherever you stop, that thing is just anchored right there. I mean, there's oh, yeah. zero back play whatsoever. I remember the day I got my first, uh, my, my first you know, anti-reverse Me too. reel. It was a pinnacle. And that instant stuff. And I just I sat there for half an hour like, come on. Come on. You've got to go back just a little bit. Nope. <laughs> no. Unreal. Yeah, I remember mine. It was a pinnacle. Uh, what the hell was mine? God, man, I've had so many reels. I can't even remember right off the top of my head. Yeah, it was pretty cool, man. Well, that's like that that kind of technology blew me away. And then now here yeah. we are. Like if I yeah, if I grab that pinnacle, which I literally thought well at the time probably was the pinnacle of spinning rods or reels. If I'd have grabbed yeah. that thing now, I'd be like, Why did you just take a hot steamer and put it in my hand? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it would be absolute oh. trash compared to today. I oh, mean, that I was know. 20 years ago, 20-plus years ago probably. Yeah, yeah. It's it's nuts, man. And and I, I'm i starting to, like, venture over into Europe now. Yeah, um, I've been listening to that. You, well, well yeah, would... it, like I got some stuff sitting in some shopping carts where I've made some accounts and at some European places and, and – uh, Kind of just holding off until the dirty Rona decides to do what it's going to do. You know, um, I think I think she's getting close to running her course. Uh, I hate to don the tinfoil hat on, but it sure shapes up like shortly after the election cycle. We're going to be all we're going to get the all clear. <laughs> as weird maybe, as that sounds, maybe it's coincidence. Yeah. yeah, you know, correlation is not causation, but yeah, it does. It seems to be really winding down. Yeah, it, that or it's just it's been around long enough that it's just like, yeah, it's here. Okay. Well, I think well, and that, and I think the most panicky of us at this point are still like, okay, well, there, there, there aren't you know, it's not like the scene from the Holy Grail, you know, bring out your dead, right, right, bring out your, you know, <laughs> that's not really what's happening, which is kind of what was uh, touted as this whole thing started. Like people were just gonna right. be falling over like rotten pine trees in a windstorm but yeah 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 that in just okay you know what i i need to start doing something or i will go batshit crazy turns out people need to still make a living right right and that's still a thing because i'll i'll admit it you know i i i still take it serious but like when it was first going down i was like all right man i'm fridge is full i'm i'm gonna hold up here and just go to bed get up draw watch a movie go back to bed you know um but after a while i was like you know what i need to yeah i need to start venturing out and doing things right you know um we are social creatures i mean there's no denying that like uh, yeah if if we weren't these you know iphone making technological animals that we are we were i mean we if you just look at us like animals we are we have social structure that's how we operate <laughs> that is our operating system oh we're yeah 100%. not meant to be quarantined no so no no um yeah you know and I, i'm not running around licking nor- doorknobs like i did in the past but you know. <laughs> like i did in the past no i mean yeah. i'm wearing my mask i'm doing the things you know yeah i mean yeah 
it was it was a little bit of a learning I wouldn't say learning curve, but a an adjustment you know, time of yeah. adjustment to like a little bit of a new reality, but you know, in a way, you know, I started thinking, you know, this might not be the worst of things in the long run. Um, not that I think like every flu season we should all go back to all wearing masks, but there is an element of it. Like you go to Japan and it's like if you personally have a cold you and you're going out into public, you wear a mask as a sign of respect to the people like you don't want to get them sick. And right. with this whole thing, and pl- please don't send me – well, go ahead. Send me a bunch of hate mail. I don't even give a shit. But, you know, you're going to come at me like, oh, they got you or whatever, you're flaming. Oh, yeah. But, no, but it's like, okay, you know what? Maybe when it's flu season and I do get sick and I can't just stay home and I do got to run to Walgreens to get some more cough drops yeah. or whatever, maybe I will don the mask. Like, yeah. why should I needlessly go around coughing on handles and in right. people's faces – like, I don't want to get anybody sick. And this isn't yeah. like I don't want them to die. It's like, well, if I could – if I knew I could prevent you from suffering like I'm currently suffering, but all I have to do is put this cloth mask on, why wouldn't I do that? For the 10 minutes I'm in Walgreens, right? I should exactly. probably do that. That was my only hard – or I shouldn't say hard, but awkward adjustment for the whole mask-wearing thing was – Wearing it while going into the gas station or the store or something. Now, I'm used to wearing the damn neck gaiters that, you mm-hmm, know, that mm-hmm. keep skin cancer away from me. I could wear those for 14 hours a day. Right. You know, so wearing a mask, like, you know, when I was, when I flew down to Tennessee, I pretty much wore my mask uh, throughout the whole flight back throughout that whole system. It was like 12 hours. I was fine because I'm yeah, used to wearing the fishing buffs, I'll, you know. I'll, be honest, it sucks when you fly and you have to like keep it on your face the whole time you're in yeah. the, on the plane. It, like that, that does suck. Like I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. Like it does suck. Like it's, yeah, breath is hot and it's like you feel the pimples building. Yeah, and um, a little disclosure there too. You know, it like you can you can not wear it if you're taking a drink of water or you know eating something. You know that's fine. Right. Um, if you got to talk on the phone, you can take it off and talk on the phone. You know, they right. don't have people just like every five no, you feet. Just, you're minimizing the with, risk. You yeah, know? with, with tasers you know, and shit. But. I want to say even if you're just sitting there, you know, even on a plane, if you're just sitting there, and let's say there's nobody in front of you, like do you really need it on? Like it's my droplets aren't going anywhere. You know, it's just right. me here. But, yeah, when you get up and you got to go to the bathroom, you're going to walk by a bunch of people, that's the time to kind of, you know, yeah. flip it up. Yeah. And it's it is it's just a respect for other people. It's like, well, right. I don't want to get you sick. So, yeah, yeah, I That's, I kind of had that whole I mean, neck gator conversation with a with a with a friend who was complaining about it, and I like, dude, look at your pictures. Like, you wear a, a, yeah. a, fa- a <laughs> neck gator yeah. all day fishing out on the boat. Right. It's ninety five degrees out. You've been wearing <laughs> the damn thing for fourteen hours. And you're gonna bitch because you got to put on a mask for three seconds to go pay for gas. Yeah, right, dude. You better, you better, you better reevaluate yeah. some shit. But the other thing I will add with my philosophy is like, if I choose to do that, I choose to do that. If I see somebody else not doing it, I'm not gonna shame them. I'm not gonna point like, hey asshole, put your mask. Like that's not my style. It's like you do you. If you don't, if you yeah. have a problem with it, you have a problem with it. Like I have faith in my mask. Like your droplets yeah. aren't gonna come at. Like I'm gonna do it. Because I choose to do it, I'm not gonna force anybody else yeah. to do it. And yeah. I, I mean, it's 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 still not like an everyday thing for me. Because it, 
even though it is, I'm not used to it. Like just today, I was going into the gas station just to get like a pack of gum or whatever, and I got right up to the door and I was like, ah, shit, my mask. And I went back and got the mask. Yeah. And you know, it's like I still do that from time to time. It's it it you think by now would be kind of ingrained in me, but it's just not. You know, yeah. forty seven years old, forty six. Of you're those. that. You're <laughs> holy shit. You're that old. Oh, dude, I'm ancient, bro. Fuck, that's awesome. <laughs> I thought I was the I thought I was the thought elder the of the group, man. dude. No, I, no. Yeah, I was like, oh, these fuckers are going to be looking at me for wisdom and shit. Bro, I'm, I'm dumb the as patriarch. Hell. No, you got to look oh, up to me the, now. Oh, look at me. How I'm, the the ca- I'm the captain turned. now. Oh, yep. man. I yep. I, I owe you by, a, I got you by a few months cuz you're 46, yeah. Yeah, January. January, okay. So you'll be no, January I'll be forty-seven. Right. So we'll, and then my birthday is in May. So then I turn forty-eight. So we'll, oh, you know, I got so you by from what, five months. Yeah. So from January to May, baby boy Doug, yep. he has to listen to us. That's right. Two of them. There's two yep. of them. Two elders. Two, two Gandalfs elders. in the group. <laughs> Gray or white. We can be whatever color we want. He has to obey. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, no, dude. I've just kind of just pulled the the whole hermit card. You know, just leave me alone. I'm going to leave you alone. You leave me alone. Let me pay for my gas. Let me buy my groceries. I don't care. Uh, I'm ready. See you later. I am ready for stuff to get relaxed a little bit. Uh, Yeah. You know. I, I miss live music, dude. I do too, dude. I want I want my karaoke bars back. I, I like I was in a, a cover band for like eleven, twelve years. Uh, What'd you cover? KJ, uh, everything. Most it was like your typical cover band for the most part. Everything everybody wants to hear. Your Jesse's Girls. Your you know it was like <sighs> half country, half eighties, half nineties. You know, Three Doors Down, that kind of stuff. We had a couple newer things, but. Um, it's a cover band, bro. Like this is, you know, yeah. it, I was in a, I was in a band before the last one where we tried to do some like more B side stuff, stuff we thought was cool. And the problem with that is, and we actually were pretty good. Like we, we practiced for like forever, a year before we played out, if not more, cause we were trying to get these songs down like exact and they were pretty damn good, but the only people that appreciate that are other musicians. All the drunk people in the bar, they don't give a shit how good you sound. They want right. to hear Summer of 69, and they want to hear Mustang Sally. They don't care how offbeat you are. They don't care how right. off-key you they are. They just want They're a little resemblance faced. of they it. Wanna, they want to yell, sing it along with you. They don't care about quality. Right. Right. They, they literally hear the opening chords, and then they can take over from there. Right. You start yeah. the, you know first couple chords of Bon Jovi and the drunk girls my job is done here yeah that's it I mean that's like you could I mean Damn. sound like that was hammered, a hell of a good shit. Bon Jovi fan impersonation that was awesome <laughs> I've heard it a few times my I should fucking have ears are good. bleeding <laughs> Uh, so, so yeah, I would like to get back into a uh, karaoke yeah. bar. It would be fun. I miss my karaoke peeps, and uh, yeah, that and, would and be scratching a... that performing itch just a little bit is kind of nice. 
And yeah, yeah. I would like to go catch an actual band, you know, not cover yeah. like an actual good original music cover, you know, not cover band, but band band and yeah, yeah. that would be nice. Well, these these like last 4 days I I fell into this YouTube wormhole of watching some of these bands that are putting on shows on YouTube where you got to pay for sure the show. Yeah. Yep. You know, you got to buy like a digital ticket or whatever. Right. And there's been some some rat bastards out there that have recorded it and then put it up on their own channel, which whatever, that's fine. I watched one of those last night. It was like 40 minutes. A band that like one of these bands that, I don't know, just kind of changed my direction as a young kid, you know, or younger Patrick. And the band was called Down. Are you familiar with Down? I am not. Uh, it's kind of a put together super group that actually recorded like five albums, but be the lead singer of Pantera. Oh, okay. Guitar player from Corrosion Conformity, another guitar player from Crowbar, and the drummer from I Hate God. And um, it was the 25th anniversary of their first album called Nola. You know, and uh, damn, dude, I was just I was watching this and reminiscing and and like damn it i miss live music and then that concert led into another metal show that was put out there and i was like oh man you know i haven't been to it the last concert i went to was slayer lamb of god and behemoth here in town and wow. yeah that I was a while the last ago concert i've been to it was way pre-covid uh not a huge i never have been a huge concert goer um uh, i do like them though i just I don't know. It seems like I always got shit to do. And they're like, oh, you want to go to a concert? And you're up till one thirty in the morning on a Friday night. I'm like, no, bro, I got to get up at 5 o'clock to go fishing. Right, right. Well, yeah, I like them now more that I'm way older because now I can, I just, you know, I sit off to the side, chill, let you're the not, kids go and beat the shit out the of themselves. You're not moshing anymore? My moshing card has been put away many years ago. <laughs> um but yeah, just sit off to the side and actually take in the show and enjoy it a little bit better because I'm actually watching it, you know. Yeah. And uh, I, I said after that concert here, man, I gotta start take I gotta start taking trips down to the cities and catch more metal shows and I always have a good time with them and and then uh you know I wanted to I've never been to an EDM show. I don't know what, what is EDM. Electronic dance music. You oh. Know? Like Skrillex, that type of stuff. Snails. Yeah, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And, well, the reason I want to go to one of those shows is is if you look them up, like look up Snails on YouTube. Dude, the, the show itself is just like, holy shit, lasers and video and all this crazy stuff going on. Because everybody's all tripped out on Molly or whatever, but that's <laughs> fine. You go ahead and do that. I'm going to stay off to the side and enjoy the show, but... You know, I just, I've never been to one. I'd like to take in that experience sometime, mm. but so far, I'm going to let you no have no dice. Oh, I, I think, don't know how I think, much of that stuff I could listen to for how long. Well, you know, I wouldn't go to like one of those three day festival deals. No, I would go to, you know, a show down in a club or something. And you know, if I got into it, cool. If, you know. After aren't thirty the minutes, aren't the like, Germans big into that, like techno and all that, like uh, uh, a lot of people are, dude. Uh, I think it's just the Germans. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'm. <laughs> <laughs> I I actually found some. What would you call it? Some sort of like uh, 
trap metal is what I call I have it. No idea what that would be. Trap would be like a genre of rap music, a real thick bass, you know, kind of like techno rap. Is that where trap no, comes from? No, oh. no, like stuff you'd hear in the shady parts of town. You mix that with some of this dark metal stuff that I listen to, and holy shit, talk about an awesome sandwich. <laughs> Pretty unique what stuff. What was with like Norwegian death metal? Wasn't that a thing for a while? Oh yeah, it still is, dude. Is it? Like, yeah. why do the why do the Norwegians have a corner on the market? Cause it's cold. Well, There's I mean, not why, much well, else I mean, to do up in the old Norway. What about Finnish death death metal? Is that not a thing? Oh yeah, the the whole Scandinavian deal. Scottish death metal. Well, yeah, Icelandic. there's death metal. There's death metal that goes throughout, but the whole black metal scene started in that Scandinavia, specifically. Well, Norway. I feel like the Icelanders should have it. You know, they they got the Viking heritage. Like, you know, that almost makes sense. Yeah, get but all, they're Iceland, dude. Yeah, but you get all Vikinged up, you know, all get get all you know musically yeah. rape, pillage, and plunder. I, like that seems to make more sense. It does, but you know what? They have enough attention with, you know, whole the whole, what is it, uh, Reykjavik? Yeah. Is that the place? Yeah. Yeah, like, okay, a lot like of people that, stop that, here, that party. That just sounds like a death metal band. It does. We it is, you know, are Reykjavik! The Americans, they stop their party on their way to Europe, and that's all the attention I think that they want to draw to themselves. Mm. So you know, tickets chill. to Iceland are really cheap. Yeah. Like tickets to everywhere are really cheap right now. No, I don't mean right now. I just mean in general, like any time out, out of Minneapolis-St. Paul Airport because there's a direct flight from with, I think it's Delta or somebody just goes straight there. It's like, I, I don't even know why I pulled it up one time, but you could fly into Reykjavik for the same, actually cheaper than it than it cost me to like fly to Charleston, South Carolina. Really? It's like, what the hell? Is there rock bass in Reykjavik? Not sure. Okay. Probably not. Is there a European because that's version step of a two. rock bass? That's step two after Lake Erie, man. Is we go, we go, we search the globe for more rock bass or subspecies right. thereof. Wait, is there a European version? Because it seems like they have everything we have here, only slightly different. Uh, no, no, I don't think they do. I have, I've been watching a lot of European fishing, and I haven't seen anything remotely close to that. Must not be because you know what I put in European rock bass and I'm getting European rock bass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no. Images for European rock bass. Basically, from what I've gathered, is they've got pike, trout, redfin, perch. They've been they've been introduced in England and France. The rock bass. Yeah. Lucky bastards. Yeah. And then everything else after that is like some subspecies of minnow that grows giant or a carp. Dutch rock. Oh, rock bass guitarist. Sorry. We're back to that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, believe me, when I, whenever I put up a picture on Instagram of a big rock bass and I start hashtagging, I'm like, I wonder how many musicians are clicking on this going, you son of a bitch. You son of a bitch. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> Uh, uh, <laughs> Poor rock you know bass. What? Nobody we, likes it. Nobody likes the the name, and nobody likes the Patrick. hashtag either. Patrick, what? we may have stumbled on a way to really crack into an algorithm here. Um, 
Oh shit, you're not. What do we need to do? Like heavy metal rock bass bass. Like we need. Like what can we do with that? There's some. Uh, there's something there. We'll get all sorts of traffic to our images. Like if you're using like if you're fishing with like a heavy weight like a tungsten, wouldn't that be heavy metal rock bassin? Yeah, yeah. There you go. We that could sounds, just that sounds like a new video title for Minnesota Chomp. We we'll go ahead and give you that one on a platter. Interesting. Yeah. What I'll, if I'll, what I'll, if we can we need to find an actual bass guitarist. That is moderately well known. Invite him fishing to catch rock base. Oh, dude! I've got the total guy we can start harassing online. Oh, Les Claypool from Primus is a huge fisherman. Let's set, get Big a hold. Time. Of, have him has have his people get a hold of my people. <laughs> Let's okay, so up, one bro. of us? No, we'll have him get a hold of Doug. <laughs> <laughs> Doug, you're now our agent for rock yes. bass fishing outings. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, we, me and you, we're not answering a damn thing. All emails go to Doug <laughs> uh, on everything rock, rock bass. <laughs> I want to do that so bad. We need to reach out. We didn't, Seriously, that would be awesome. Yeah, Les, Les Claypool is a huge uh, fisherman in the in the... In the fi- or in the music industry, where, so did, where does he hail from? From whence does he hail? What's oh, his home base? Oh my God! I want to say he is somewhere around the San Francisco area. Okay, might be a little tricky to get him out to Minnesota. He's a rock star, dude. That guy's loaded. Yeah, but they're not. Yeah, they're not touring right now, and California's on super lockdown yet. Yeah. So um, people are people are leaving there in droves as it turns into the new Detroit. Right. Yeah. Um, um there's uh there I can't remember which member of Slipknot, but there was one of them that's really big into fly fishing. That would be cool. I would require him to be in full makeup though if we fish. Damn. What if it's <laughs> what if it's Craig, the guy with all the spikes on his helmet? Whatever. That'd get annoying as shit. No, I'd be fine. I would take the entire band Guar on a goose hunt if they if they were down. Oh, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> that'd be kinda be hard awesome. to hide them in a field, but I would try it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Can you imagine this. walking into Gander Mountain and, and Bemidji to purchase oh, that's probably not a Gander Mountain Bemidji, but you go into uh Reeds there to get their licenses. All all oh. guard up, because that's how oh, they walk God. around in their small town, right? Don't they walk uh, around in their full garb? That's the legend, anyways. They used to. Uh, the lead singer Odipius, uh, whatever I think it was Odipius Rex. I don't know. I could be wrong, but the lead singer passed away. Yeah, one of yeah. I remember one a, of them is while, no longer yeah, with us. Complications of cancer or something like that. But they're from the Guar set up there. They're from like Richmond, Virginia. Right, some small ass town. Yeah, yeah. That would be super. That would be so awesome. <laughs> God, the Slipknot boys would be a lot of fun too, though. Old Jeff Arnold would lose his mind. <laughs> he would freak out. <laughs> what are you doing, bringing this into my store? <laughs> it's this guy's from Guar, man. 
relax. <laughs> These guys are here to fish. They want they want to talk to you about a customer on what what what's <laughs> I don't what's the deal here? Where's the, where's the hot rock bass bite? <laughs> Actually, I got a pro tip on that, dude. On um, what? On the hot rock bass bite? On leech. Really? Yeah. So I told you about those guys. We're up on Pelican Lake and Ore where I was going. And the one week um, where my family goes up there one year, there was this group of dudes, and they were going out, and they are like walleye fishing every day. And it was like middle of the week, and, you know, we always talk to them as they're going on the dock or whatever. I'm like, oh, what's up, boys? Oh, good morning. Oh, today it's rock bass day. We're going to go out and see. We're going to go to our rock bass spot and catch some rockies. I was like, what did you just say to me? <laughs> and I was like, are you? I thought they were joking. And they're like, no, we're serious. We're going to go catch a bunch of rock bass today. I was like, really? You guys. This is your introduction to the, the rock coolest bass. people I have ever met. <laughs> or or you were they, already they, they into came back, rock They bass. came back with, oh, I've, I've, I've been a rock bass fan from way back. Okay. Right. Um, but yeah, they came in, basket full of just beautiful, nice Rockies. It's like, awesome. Man, that's awesome. We're now so best awesome. friends, and then you started yeah. lingering around their site, and you're like, all right, yeah. dude, you're getting yeah. a little creepy, you're getting a little yeah. touchy, you're getting a little feely. I think yeah, you need to go on, back. They went on legal Zoom and, and uh, presented me with the restraining <laughs> order the next morning. <laughs> Held it up on their phone. Hey, dude, you got to stay away. <laughs> you were Son cool. You were cool right up in time, that you, right up <laughs> until you started fogging up our windows from the outside, and then we had, I mean, at that point, we had you, you pretty much forced our hand. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I here we it. are. I get yeah. It. Here we are. And then you're just cussing at yourself the whole drive home. Damn it. Every time I do this every, to myself. I ruin it every time. Oh God. I knew I should have slow played that. Oh. <laughs> These guys could have been best friends. God. Idiot. Yeah, for sure. No, they're pretty cool. I could have at least followed them and found where their spot was. I mean, that would have been the move. At least then the restraining order would have been worth it. I mean, they're there for a week. <laughs> I can go there whenever I want. Right, right. The cops show up, and they're like, I can't believe we're here for this, uh, sir. So, again, why? What is, <laughs> we literally idiots. thought he was playing really loud rock music outside your window. So it's rock bass. Bass. Not complaint, bass. Not a rock bass complaint. And yeah. we're full circle yeah. back to that. And then he'd, he'd reach over, grab the, the, the walkie on his shoulder, and he'd call in like four canine units to see if they could find any resemblance of any drugs <laughs> so they could possibly <laughs> explain why the hell they had to go out to this call. Another, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hand you another golden nugget for your YouTube channel, Minnesota Chomp. Okay. See how well I'm promoting you. I really appreciate see, it, man. I'm That's really awesome. Kicking it out there. Um, next time you catch a big slob rocky, go ahead and do your best like air guitar. Hold the thing in your hand and then get your thumb on there and just like tap his tail. And then look right at the camera go slap, slapping the bass, man. Wow. Yeah. You okay. can have that. I, I'm giving I get, that to you. I get where you're coming from. And I like the idea. I'm gonna sleep on it, man. This sounds like the reason I'm sleeping like on every it. Every girl rejection I've ever had, where they're trying. It's not, not a rejection. To actually it's not a heart. rejection. But Dale, I think sometimes us older fellas like you and I, we forget in the world in which we live in. 
Would that they could, see that as be, abuse? Is that disrespecting exactly, the fish? Yes, 100%. That could be construed then you, as abuse. Then you gently release it into the aquatic realm in which it came. There, there's already too much going on with this. It's great, though. Five years ago, hell yeah, I'd been slapping all the bass. <laughs> but today you just got to reel it back. Emotions are high. I, mean, I would do it as a largemouth, but it's not a rock base. It's a largemouth base, and that's just the joke doesn't work. <laughs> uh, yeah, it it might already still be busted, but we'll give it a shot. I'll give it a shot. <laughs> I'll even shout you out on the YouTube channel. Perfect. Perfect. Listen to this sweet chord. <laughs> Tick, tick, tick. I'll have the mic real up close. This is the co- uh, this is in the key of D because this is the bass da, on the rock boss. The rock bass. Oh uh, and then you know, then you got to be Jamaican when you say it too. Well, no, because I can't. You can't do that because that's uh, cultural appropriation. That? Bingo. Bingo. <laughs> got it. At least yes. I know all of the. At least I know the proper names of all the <laughs> sins I'm committing. Yeah, you, you know the names. <laughs> Did you I'm know gonna go why? Just, I'm going to assume it's gender. I'm going to appropriate his culture. <laughs> I'm going whole hog. Like, hey, it's like the good book says: if you've broken once and one commandment, you have broken them all. Yeah, get into just it. Open lay the it, floodgates, right? Yeah, lay it out there. Oh my God! Hit me I'm again, just, I can put some steak on it. <laughs> I'm just picturing the <laughs> the person rattling this or asking you, like, well, if you know about all this, oh yeah, it, I know about it after I say it. <laughs> Worse, I know about it while I'm saying it. Usually, it's premeditated, and I'm like, you know what? Fuck it, going in. <laughs> <laughs> Can't, uh, you know, I mean, as podcasters, you know, we dabble in the art of comedy. Can't we use the same uh, get out of jail card as most stand up comics? I mean, they get away uh, with everything. They do. I they mean, do, but they have. It's a popularity contest. You know, I've had many conversations about podcasting with a, a fellow associate and our manager of the of of rock bass fishing, Doug. I was and, say, uh, Doug's my manager. Take it up with him. He told me to say it. And, uh, you know, hey, tossing around ideas and this and that. And then it, it always boils down to, well, yeah, Joe Rogan can say that because he's Joe Rogan. Right. He's, you know, uh, Steve Ranella can say that because, well, he's he's Steve Ranella. You know, hey, whatever. That's what they do. Well, but I, I'm I mean, Patrick. I don't and have. We I don't, can stop this shit before it even gets started, <laughs> real fast, Mister Fifty Six episodes. I, mean, I think we're. I think we're in a sweet spot right now. Uh, at least I think I'm in a sweet spot right now. Is that I don't think anybody would take the time to cancel me because. <laughs> well, give it a they, fucking whirl, dude. They protecting Let's the twelve, thirteen, got. possibly fourteen people listening. <laughs> dude, <laughs> is this your hold my beer moment on podcasting? <laughs> kind of. Oh, I'm gonna see if I can get my show canceled, taken <laughs> exactly. off the internet. Here think, we go. I don't think they would. I don't think they would like. Listen, I don't have like an official paid sponsorship to this to to, to my show. So, who are they going to put pressure on? I mean. Dude, if you're if you're wanting to travel travel uh, rough waters, I mean, I mean they 
the internet literally took Alex Jones off of itself. Yeah, but Alex Jones He's the only person in the history banned from the internet. Yeah, he had actual followers though. Like millions of people. I have dozens of people. (laughs) Which which even further solidifies my point of if the internet can get rid of a guy with millions and millions of followers. But he's still it's out, real he's, easy to do with twelve. But he's still out there. Yeah, he he's still back. Has a challenge. He's got his own website, his own whatever. Yeah, that's right. He does. Yeah, yeah so he was just a, like internet internet uh, jail for a while. Almost almost made him stronger, at least with his followers. You know, they're like, that's well, how you know he's right because they well, tried if, to shut him if, down. If this train is leaving the station, then I'm I'm just gonna go ahead and see myself out <laughs> right now. Dale, good luck with the rest of the show, uh, people. If you're able to hear this, oh come uh, on! I haven't said it. anything that controversial, have I? No, no, I don't think so. I'm on you know, board. We did I just do want some everybody to love each other, have fun. It's, you know, it's okay to laugh. You know, it, it's okay to laugh. It, I you know hope so. I mean, I, I, that's I know yeah. I know our society is a little a little sensitive and a little tender, but yeah, you know, I yeah, only just, tease the people I love. Right, right. Like I said, uh, you know, and if 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 somebody is looking for any sort of proof of what we're talking about, I mean, we can certainly take screenshots, and you can go ahead and read them. <laughs> and then go ahead and get yourself a degree in psychology, possibly a master's degree, and and then work on that hypo or that uh, that uh, that project for the rest of your life. Yes, yeah. uh, it was good yeah. entertainment. Yeah, outside looking Does, in. That actually might be a pretty fun little Instagram blast to to release those screenshots. That was pretty. That was pretty funny. Yeah. I, well, I took the night. one. I took the one today um, about my little ditty that I typed up to you guys. And if you want to use it as a title, you certainly can. <laughs> right now, I've just been using the uh, actual people's names. I haven't gone with the catchy titles. Oh, I don't know I how much that, it right. matters. I don't I mean, know. I just think it's fun to do. It is fun I don't know do. that it really matters. I've tossed, I've tossed the idea around. You know, like, uh, was it my number? What, is it 55? Meat Eater does that. You know, yeah, they, they do that once in a while. Yeah, but then you know, Rogan uh, never does that. Rogan just always there you puts go. It's the name of the person, so. Joe Rogan. You know, I mean, yeah, I mean, Joe how do you write Rogan a witty though. title for, um, oh god, you know, uh, who's the the science guy? Bill Nye. Nope, the other one, super smart one. He's been uh, on a show. Neil deGrasse Tyson. There you go. How do you write a funny title for that? You don't uh, need to. It's Neil. Mowing the grass. <laughs> All right. There's another email you got to send out. <laughs> Joe, I'm going to start writing your show titles. <laughs> Trust me. I'm Dale Luggenbill. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> yeah. I Sometimes I put a little thought into them. I'm like, you know, I want something. And people, like, when they read the title, they're like, Okay, I gotta I gotta listen to see what this is all about. Like no minnow in my pee hole. <laughs> pee hole is just a fun word. It is, it is. But uh, 
And who knows? You know what? Maybe I'm gonna pull. I'm gonna pull that back. I'm sorry, Dale. I love you, but I'm gonna pull that that offer off the table, and I'm gonna use what I typed up today as a future title, even though it's long. Oh, the one about oh, the, the, the lioness. Lion, yes, <laughs> the lioness. I think that is gripping. It's it is gripping. one of my most masterful pieces. I think it was. It was pretty. It was. It was a good original uh, work of art. Yeah, and I know everybody was busy. Of literature, you know? and and I know if you had more time, you would have like come back with something just as epic. And then Doug would have just I thrown was, another was, meme and bet on I his page. I was typing <laughs> it in. I was I was actively typing it in, but the sound of my computer connecting to the internet <laughs> distracted me, and then the moment passed. So yeah, hey, I got a quick question. As for I'm you. literally called dial-up dale in the <laughs> group message <laughs> I, I changed that because i started the damn group message and i was wondering what your feelings were on that it's doug pat and dial-up dale because <laughs> it's hilarious and i can't even i can't dispute it i mean technically it's dsl but it's still through a phone line and it's still slow as fuck so Right. You got one of them crank phones? Is that what the deal is? Well, I mean, I just, I got like a pocket of quarters. You know. oh. Please pause maybe... it. 25 cents to continue this call. So it's tough. I, I Actually, when I called you back, I was surprised I didn't get the uh, the collect call. <laughs> or when you called me. <laughs> oh, I'm about to do a podcast with Dale. It's going to cost me I actually, $7. The next time, if if there's ever a next time where I'm on your show, and I call in. I am literally calling collect. And <laughs> you're gonna answer. And it's gonna can be you the do person. that from I don't a cell know. phone? I'm gonna try though. I'm gonna try. If I have to find a landline, if, I just want you to pick up the phone and go. Will you accept a collect call from <laughs> Dale? <laughs> no. <laughs> and then I'll End call you show. back. <laughs> and then I'll call you back on the cell phone. It'd be fucking hilarious. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> You're still going to get a bill for 50 cents. <laughs> right. <laughs> hey, man, you want to go fishing? No, dude, I'm broke. What happened? Oh, I did a, a podcast with Dale. Yeah. Well, yeah, he's got to do uh He's got to do a. Uh, cost me $150. Yeah. He's going to do a collect like call. Old, it's like the old sex line back in the day. Uh, first, uh, first two minutes are free. Didn't Ooh. know that. Were they? Ah, uh, they had something like that. I, I think Son I remember. Bitch, they I always, <laughs> I always paid up front right away. <laughs> Never pay up front, bro. Ever. I blew it. I blew it. Well, you I did, probably have a house. Probably have, wouldn't be living in the basement of a dojo right now if you just wouldn't have paid up front. Well, right now I'm living in the attic of oh, a dojo. The attic of a dojo. Absolutely, and it's oh, been cool. really quiet. I bet. They yeah, they're not to, doing they're not no, doing any no. k rate due to no. the Rone. <laughs> yeah, mask on, mask off. Yep. That's yeah. come on. That, nothing for that one. I think that was pretty good. It was, was it was that was solid karate kid reference. It was but, Rona. Yeah. No, I don't know. No. I don't know. Damn, it just didn't it didn't crowd, it didn't get dude. me. Tough I, I think with that one you needed the assist of of a of a Doug gif. 
<laughs> you know, sometimes the well, it could just be Doug Mr. Miyagi be... saying "mask on, max off." Like the visual, May, maybe that would have worked. Maybe. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Yeah. We got to stop. Picking you know what? On poor Doug. Sometimes you know they can't all be home runs. Sometimes you just got to throw some shit against the wall and see what sticks. Absolutely, I get it. And I even used that reference today while doing CAD work. <laughs> yeah. Like how do you how do you do some of this stuff? It's, ah, I just throw a bunch of lines on here and see if it works. <laughs> really? Like yeah, sometimes I really do that. Sometimes. Other times I draw and I pull out my notebook and they're like, "Holy shit!" You've almost got me. You've been talking about on your podcast getting back into drawing, and I used to draw way back in the day, and you've you've almost got me wanting to pick up the pad and, and pencil again, but I just oh. don't have the time. <laughs> Dude, even if you got a post-it note packet, just dude. It's, did you ever use? To, did I'm you ever do fun. the little? Did you ever do the little flip cartoons in school? Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh, I yeah. did that too. Those are fun. Yeah, yeah. No matter of fact, this is the why first... I was a solid C student because I wasn't taking notes. I was making a stick figure run down the street. <laughs> oh, you were making them run down. The, you were you were making them hump. I bet. Uh, no, no. You sold that book off or traded it for, you know, Reese's peanut butter cups or something. Sure, sure. Just say yeah, yes. It was usually like a dragon flying or Wolverine's claws popping out or something. That's badass. That's metal. That's metal. Yeah, dude. I was big into. I I I, I drew a lot of dragons. It's like if I was just doodling, I would say. Seven times out of ten, the thing turned into a dragon. Interesting. I don't know why. Interesting. Never really made it, but, you know, I'd get just, like, the head and the neck. Sometimes I would venture into the whole body and do the wings, but usually it was just, like, yeah. Huh. Yeah, I uh, I wish I would have kept a lot of the sketchbooks from my youth, but at the same time, I'm kind of like, nah. Not that not the quality of the art. The it's more of the questioning of the subject material at the time. Yeah, I got a couple floating around. Oh, I wasn't I got an one. angry you know kid. Hold on, I got one right here. Uh, a piece of work that I did. It's a little bit of a, you know, what's that? It's like that dot stuff you do where you just the whole Stipple. thing is dots. Okay, sure. Stipple. That I kind of yep. did that. Um, except for you'll see. It. I'm gonna send it to you. Um, except for like the, this gentleman's shirt is black. And so I used actual like ink to do that. Cool. Cause it's like, there's just been too many dots to fill all that black in. Um, yeah. I'll definitely check it out. You yeah. Will I... know, you will know who this individual is. At least I hope you will know who this individual is. It's somewhat of an iconic picture of him. Ron post, Jeremy. Post 9-11. Okay, not Ron Jeremy. Should be that guy's going through. to prison. Yeah, He's I looking saw at that. maybe some prison time, huh? Saw that. 250 years if convicted? <laughs> Dang. If you don't, don't know think, what we're talking about, just go ahead that, and look I don't it think up. he's going to serve that sentence. <laughs> no, I don't think. He's, I think on the, the news clip that I saw, he's like 67. Damn. Guy looks like he's about 167. But... Uh, no, back Come to on. the drawing send thing, it. like, send like, it. like, uh, you know, I'm doing that Inktober, which I've talked about, and the first prompt for October 1st is fish. All right, huh? Yeah, so I'm pretty pretty jacked up. Um, yeah, and then I was 
Oh, that's right. Ellen had uh, dance class tonight. Usually now, whenever we Skype, we uh, we draw. She loves to draw. Oh, cool. And so what I did was I, I took a piece of paper and I wrote like, almost like Inktober, I wrote down 12 things. And then I grabbed two dice and shake those dice and whatever they you know land on, and that's what we draw. And we've been having a lot of fun like that. That's very and, cool. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, it's you know, it's been it's fun. It's challenging for her, um, and kind of frustrating for me, because I'm like, what do you mean you don't know how to draw that? There's a, you've got a book right behind you. You can look it up. So I'm trying to teach her how to either look something up or just use your sure. imagination and teach her like, you know, because she'll say, oh, I don't want to draw that because yours will be better than mine. I said, honey, oh, dude, there's no to, such thing as better than me. Art, I used to drive art my is kids. art. My kids crazy because they both like to draw, and then they would get frustrated because for the same reason. It's like, why well, it doesn't look as good as yours? And they'd all, they would always tell me, we'd be at a restaurant or something, and I would doodle on a napkin, and they'd be like, draw this, and some weird, wacky, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then I would, like, not really try. It would, like, super rough sketch of something, and it would just blow their minds. You know, of course, they were, like, <laughs> you know, six and four, so easily right. impressed. Thing looks like, you know, hot garbage on a plate, but... <laughs> Yeah. Scribblings right, so. of a madman. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So I sent you that picture. It finally right. went through. We ain't got nothing on this end yet. Took a minute. Oh, it's still in still out there in the ether. <laughs> yep, yep. Yep. Well, you might get it next week. Who knows? Now uh was it oh wait, 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 what whoa, what's going on? I don't oh, know. Oh yeah, I got on. it, dude. I got oh, it. You I got, got it already? Got it. Oh man, that's fast. Yeah. Like it's it's hot, man. It's it's in. Ooh, wow. That's really good, dude. I'm very bad at the human figure. It's hard. It's tough. I struggle. Like that was yeah. like I struggled. So post nine eleven. So you don't I'm know to, you don't know I'm, it just off of looking at it. I'm trying to figure out who this dude is. I have no it's, clue, man. Uh it's Bono. From you too. Hmm. That's, That's uh, probably post, why I don't post know who 9/11, that is. He's holding. He he did the thing, and then he opened his jacket, yeah. and it was the old glory inside, not the yeah. Union Jack of the dirty Brits, but he flashed our colors, and everybody went crazy. That was back when everybody loved everybody in this country. Yeah, no, dude, this is really really cool. Um, yeah, man, the uh, the human face. I'm good at uh, like you know characters and cartoons and stuff like that, but. The, that's one thing I've been working on is the actual like human face, you know, getting the proportions right and all that kind of stuff. You did well, an awesome job, dude. That's why I framed that one because I was like, wow, I didn't think I could pull that off, and that actually doesn't suck. No, that's 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 awesome. You need so to I put that up now that. because people would be like, oh, I want to see it. You know, well, you have to put it up. Post it up. Probably get. It's a hard thing to do though. Sometimes photograph. is to share your artwork. <clears throat> You know, I'm kind of weird like that, too. Like, I have all the, you know, I have quite a few sketchbooks that are filled up laying around, and, oh, I want to look at them. Nah, that's all right. <laughs> no, I wouldn't let anybody look. In fact, I think I gave away, like, most of my stuff from high school, my doodles, I ended up giving away. Because somebody being yeah. hanging out at my house, they're like, oh, that's really cool. Can I have that? Yeah, sure. I don't give a shit. Take yeah. it. Whatever. Uh, I did one time, I was on a, we were on a uh, a long drive with the with the folks. It was just me. And I'm in the back seat, and it's one of them old cars. It's probably like a Ford LTD or whatever. So, like, the center in between, you know, kind of folds down. 
and yeah. I got my long lanky legs there and I had my feet in between that spot and I have my note my little drawing pad there and I'm like what should I draw I couldn't think of drawing whatever so I was looking at my shoes and I literally from my I did a perspective of what I saw and I literally drew myself drawing myself drawing myself and Whoa. it turned out pretty badass and uh, a friend of mine from high school she's like I'm stealing this I'm like oh, okay I'd kind of like to look at it again, <laughs> so I don't have. So I don't Damn, have. It. Somebody's cool. got it somewhere, and it actually turned out pretty good. I don't like the stitching in the shoes and everything. It, it turned out pretty badass. That's awesome, dude. I that's that's cool. Yeah, when when I get a new sketchbook, it about halfway through it, it turns into like a therapy session for a little while. And that's probably where I'm like, yeah, you know what? Nah, you don't really need to see any of that stuff. Not that <laughs> sure. it's not You're that like, it's <laughs> you just not don't want that people it's dark. To have a, a glimpse into the mind of a madman. Yeah, not that it's dark. It just you know it can get weird once in a while. Sure, it can get weird, not perverted weird. But that but weird stuff. Weird. Is, but I think that weird stuff is cool. Yeah, it's subjective, I mean, it's like, man. It's subjective. All right, that's interesting. You know, you're like, all right. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if uh, ye old uh, Douglas is done. With his pod? Yeah. Oh, it's 9-12. Yeah. I got to eat some dinner. We should probably wrap this up. We'll get back yeah. on track with the outdoor stuff here real quick. So, But I'll combine yeah. what we were just talking about because I am a trained radio professional. So with your drawing thing, what's and you're going with fish – do you have a species in mind? Is it going to be your first subject? Well, or yeah. Have you already I, started toying with it? I've kind of messed around with some concepts and stuff. Uh, so my ver- this is the first time I'm doing Inktober, so I'm going to be using a gray-toned sketch pad and be using uh, white gel markers or gel pans Ooh. and uh, a few different shades of gray of um, alcohol markers. And so the first one is fish, and I want to put some sort of Halloween type twist to it. Okay. Element in each in each prompt, each drawing. So this is going to be a little more on the cartoony side. I don't mean that in a bad way. I just you know. no. Okay. I have two concepts. One I'm toying with is taking this gray tone paper, and eventually it'll be all black, and I want like. A bluegill's face peering through the weeds, but really up close is a jig that's got a glow to it. So it'll be all black with this like glowing jig. Okay. With a bluegill where you can like see like one eye and part of his mouth, but you can tell that it's a bluegill. That's one concept. I thought maybe it was going to be crafty dressed as the Grim Reaper and his sickle is his fishing pole and he's about to kill a freshwater drum. No. No. Why why are you pulling crafty into this <laughs> darkness? That poor man. Um concept number 2 would be an underwater release shot. Uh it would be Ooh, a fish kinky. a fish leaving a skeleton hand. Oh. Okay. That'd be cool. You know. So, those are a couple concepts I'm working on. Uh, as we go through this, but I'm, I've never done Inktober before, and if you're going to get back into drawing, is that an actual thing? Did you just make yes. it up, or is that an actual no, thing? it's an actual thing. Oh, okay. um, they have a website. They've been doing it. Uh, you want to say since 2000? Oh man, eight, six. Oh wow, 
something like I think so. I don't know, but I signed up for it. It's free to sign up for. And then, you know, you post your, your stuff on Instagram with a couple of the Inktober hashtags and, and away you go. And uh, Other prizes you can win? Uh, nope. Nope. It's just uh, a movement of, hey, man, drawing, just getting better at drawing and, and trying to keep art alive. Inktober.com. Um, yeah, it's about keeping art alive and creativity alive, you know, um, especially, you know, you, you, you know, you hear about schools cutting, you know, they got to cut, you know, cut budget cuts and it's usually music and art that get the first Ooh, swing of the axe and it's terrible. Tough. There's two ways to participate. Inktober Classic, which is 31 days, 31 drawings. I don't know that yep. I can, I don't know that yep, I can that's the one I'm doing. that. And then Inktober 52, which is one drawing a week all year well, long. Ooh, yep. Even that's kind of a commitment. Oh, yeah. <sighs> yeah. But I, I think I can pull it off for for one every day um, for the month of October. Well, I'll have to think about that if I want to yeah. jump in onto that. That's, that seems like an awful lot. I first heard about it from my cousin, who is an awesome artist, and... Uh, well, he's a design engineer at Ford Motor Company, and uh, him and his daughter were doing it for a couple of years, and I always enjoyed, like, every day, like, oh, I want to see what those guys drew, and I was like, you know, I should do this. I can, I have a little bit of drawing talent, not that you, it's a contest or anything like that, right. but just, this will get me back into drawing even more than, than what I've rediscovered, how much I like it, you know, and, and, uh. Yeah, yeah I, so that's I how I got into the whole myself thing. If I think, if I thought I had time for this, yeah, you probably don't. Not especially October. I mean, that's right in dude, fishing and hunting, and yeah. podcasting. Oh god, that's a lot. Yeah, yeah. So, but uh, but yeah, lot. man, that's kind of my deal. That's kind of well, my deal. We I'll, I'll d- dedicate get, a couple hours every day to it and see what hopefully happens. Hopefully, we get good ISIS here, so I can yeah. come up there and and we can do an eel pout. A burbot outing. Burbot. And, yeah, we, uh, we can I'm do that. I'm totally going to self-invite myself on some one of these big bluegill lakes. Just so you uh, know. Yeah. Yeah, we could probably make something happen there. Um, what else uh, was I going to say? Uh, it has left my brain, so I will uh, leave you to close the show the out. The train has left Oh, I know station. what it was. I know what it was. You know, you were, you were talking, we were talking about ice fishing and all that kind of stuff, like, I hope, and this is going to be my last statement. Okay. I hope that this, what we're experiencing right now, we is the beginning of a of a a genuine old time Minnesota fall where it like oh, literally yeah. lasts for two months. Wouldn't that be amazing? Wouldn't it be nice? Is it when the trees actually hit color, they get to stay on the trees for like at least a full week instead of instead of, of two like days. fifteen minutes. Yeah, or yeah, or even that. Like, I have a couple of nice maples outside in my backyard, and it's like, oh, they're so pretty. It's like literally that night, that storm moves in, rain, wind, wake Boom, up in the morning, all the leaves on the ground. You're like, well, that was fun. That was right. A cool right. two hours. Yeah, and I, like I said, I'm really hoping for, you know, good ice, and it it come, you know, that end of november first part of december but i you know i just don't want this like 
okay, here's your fall for, you know, the first couple weeks in September and Merry Christmas. I like being able to ice fish the weekend after Thanksgiving. Yes. Even if I have to travel, you know, if I got to drive three, four hours north, it's like, you know, I can, I got, you know, three, four inches to walk out on. I'm good. I I like fishing that weekend. It's fun. I I do too. I do too, man. If we can get that, if we can uh, talk to the powers that be that are, you know, the farmers that are writing up the almanac, could you, you know, put an amendment in? For this yeah, year and, and kind of get what does the that? farmer's almanac Appreciate say? It. I have no idea. I never buy that stuff. I don't either. Yeah, witchcraft. So. It's witchcraft. It is. Stay away from that stuff, it's kids. It's all Satanism, man. <laughs> Bill Gates. All right. It, Anyways, it, before we go oh. down that road, <laughs> yeah, let's stop that train right now. <laughs> before. <laughs> I'm not afraid to get canceled. We already covered that. But anyways, <laughs> let's finish it off. Patrick, thanks you for uh, joining me. This was fun. This yeah, was this a lot was. Of it, nonsense dude, this is always fun. Almost sort of talked about outdoor stuff a couple times on accident. You know what? There, we didn't overdo it. There was a nice sprinkling on there, and I really appreciate the invite on there. Yeah, absolutely. Anytime, dude. All right, my friend. You take care. Stay in touch. Bye. Bye. You'd think, with four of us spread out on a tiny island, that the task of tagging a whitetail would not be a big thing. But, as I've learned, no matter where I've been, whitetails can be damn tricky. Pursuing wild game in wild places. Tune in to Hunt Stand Presents Saturdays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue, brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors. Every Monday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.